Welcome to the Weight Loss for Nurses podcast, where nurses come to learn how to lose weight for good by ending the BS cycle. So if you are a busy, stressed out nurse, and no matter what you do to lose weight, nothing is working, then you are in the right place. Each week, I will show you how I lost 100 pounds, but more importantly, I will show you how you can be able to enjoy your job and your life. So let's get started. Welcome. Today I'm going to talk about rumination or we can call it ruminating thoughts. And why I want to talk to you about this today is these last couple of weeks, this is something that's come up in my client calls. And this is something that I used to struggle with. I remember when this was happening to me a lot and it affected my life so much what would happen is, you know, I'd be at work, we were short staffed, and my brain would, you know, be focused on, you know, this shouldn't be happening. And all I could think about, you know, getting home from work, that's all that was consuming my mind, it just went over and over and over. Or I had problems with my husband, you know, he said something or did something. And all I could think about was that situation. It just went over and over in my head. And it, you know, what happened was when I went into these ruminating thoughts, I had no room in my mind for anything else. It just, it consumed my mind in those moments. I, you know, I wanted to eat healthy, but in those moments, I didn't have any mental energy or any mental space in my mind for focusing, my brain focusing on eating healthy, uh, preparing meals, like all my brain did was go to my default in those moments. And my default in those moments was finding the easiest thing possible. My brain wanted to find the easiest thing possible because it didn't have the room to go to work on thinking about what would be the best thing for me. So my default was, you know, I'd be grab assing the garbage foods, my, you know, the chips or the the ice cream. I have, my ice cream has always been my big one in the past. You know, I would not take the time to make a good, healthy meal. I'd be, you know, making those quick, fast meals. And for me back then, they weren't healthy at all. Or snacking, snacking on, you know, my, my favorite foods, on the granola bars, on the the muffins on the donuts, like all of that, all of the things that didn't help me lose weight. So what would happen is, you know, I was feeling terrible with these ruminating thoughts because a lot of times those ruminating thoughts, majority of the time, they're negative thoughts that have you feeling terrible. And then I go eat terrible and then I double whammy. I feel even worse. So and the reason why I wanted to talk about it is because I've got this one client and we're working on her, you know, writing out those realistic plans for the day. Realistically, what can she commit to eating for the day? That deciding ahead of time what she's going to eat. She wants to do it, but she just can't. And why is because there's a situation in her life that she keeps going over. Like it just consumes her mind. It's consuming her. And what I heard from her was, well, now might not be the time to work on losing weight. 
But actually, I told her now is the time because let's solve this ruminating. Let's decrease it so you can have the mind space for working on losing weight. It's not that it's the wrong time. It's not that there's even a better time. We have to solve this reason why you can't stick with doing what works to lose weight. And that's how I lost 100 pounds was doing all this inner work. It wasn't that I needed another diet. It's this inner work. And I was oh, a pro at ruminating. And when I shifted it, it didn't totally cure it. But when I shifted it down to a really manageable level, that's when my whole life changed. So one of the things, you know, I'm going to go over is, you know, what the act of rumination, like, what is it? It is defined as the tendency to repetitively and passively analyze problems, concerns, or feelings of distress without taking any action to make positive changes. It often involves negative thoughts or bad memories. Such thoughts can interfere with your daily life and mental well-being if you can't stop thinking about them repetitively. So one of the other things that I didn't realize, I didn't really even realize I was ruminating. I just had a thought that, you know, I'm, I'm obsessing over it. It's consuming. I was overthinking. That is ruminating. So why do we ruminate? It will, it is the reason why is because we're dwelling on a problem. And when we dwell on the problem, you know, what we're trying to do in that moment is we're trying to figure out how to solve it. But when we ruminate over and over, we actually never do solve it. The other reason why what's happening is, is we have that negative feeling, that emotional pain that's going on, you know, that distress from what we're feeling. And we think by, you know, by ruminating will feel better. It's consciously we're not aware of it, but unconsciously we are. That is what's happening is it's painful in that moment. And so going over and over just sort of numbs it out of it because we don't have to feel it, but that's so untrue. In our mind, that's the way it's thinking. But actually what's happening is we are keeping re-experiencing that pain. You know, we have that thought that has that feeling that has us feeling terrible. And then we have the thought again and the feeling again and feeling worse. Like it just, but that's what I talk about in regards to like the thought loop. And I'll get into that more. The other reason is, you know, I, I sort of got into it a bit, is ruminating. We think we're sol working on solving it, but that's so not the case. Even though we feel in that moment when we're thinking it over that, you know, we're, we're think you know, it feels like a sense of action. We're taking action to find that solution. But in reality, we actually never solve it. Like, have you ever, I know me, but have you ever solved, solved it? in that moment when you're going over and over again, because when your brain is so consumed, there's no solution to be found. And, you know, when we do this, and, you know, I mentioned this loop, it's like a thought loop. It's, it's exactly like, you know, when you hear a song and then all of a sudden you're all you can think about is a song and you keep thinking it over and over and you can't get it out of your head. That's exactly what's going on. You have this thought that keeps getting, keeps getting replayed over and over and over again. 
Some of the things that I used to really ruminate on are things like, you know, why did I say that? You know, that was so dumb. You know, what are they going to think about me? Those thoughts I played over and over and over again, and I kept feeling worse and worse and worse. Like it never helped me, but I just didn't know what else to do. So when we are stuck in that overthinking loop and it feels miserable, you know, those are, those are just us having those thoughts stuck on, on, on replay in our head, like that song going over and over again. So why is ruminating and overthinking bad for us? First of all, it doesn't feel very good. It keeps us stuck in that moment. So I want to share with you, I'm going to read this. So there are findings of a groundbreaking study published in the journal uh, P-O-L-O-S-1 today suggests that brooding too much, so ruminating too much on negative events, is the biggest predictor of depression and anxiety and determines the level of stress people experience. The research even suggests a person's psychological response is a more is sorry is a more important factor than what has actually happened to them. Another study said that we found that people who didn't ruminate or blame themselves for their difficulties had a much lower level of depression and anxiety, even if they'd experienced many negative events in their life. And that was from Peter Kinderman, who led a study. Um, from that the University of Liverpool. So rumination, they're saying, is referred to as a silent mental health problem because it impacts um, really our mental health. That's why a lot of us, you know, go into binge eating or, or eating disorders or, or drinking. It, it just, like ruminating exacerbates the depression and enhances negative thinking and impairs problem solving. And, you know, it just affects us. So when we ruminate, we are just extending our experience, like I said, of that negative or painful thought and the emotion. It just goes over and over again. And when we spend, you know, all our precious, and I call it precious mental energy, experiencing those painful thoughts and the painful emotions, we can't experience the positive because we're stuck in that negative. No wonder we don't have that sense of, you know, get even allow ourselves that sense of joy and happiness and, and love and gratitude. When we are stuck in that loop, that, that um, ruminating loop, like I used to be, no wonder I was so depressed. No wonder I was so anxious. So how do we stop it? Well, what worked for me to, and what it is, is about, you know, decreasing it to then maybe stopping it, maybe not, but having it so that it doesn't be all consuming and, and allows you to do what you really want to do in life. These are some of the things that I used and I still use and I have my clients use. So number one, pick a time of the day that you will allow yourself to ruminate. So the biggest reason for this is, is if, remember, if we go through our day having it all consuming in our head, that's all we think about. That's all we do. But when we let ourselves, you know, go, okay, I'm going to pick 
a certain time of day that I'm going to sit down and allow my brain to just go over it all, that frees up the mental space in our brain for the rest of the day. It, it makes the world, world, world a difference. So when you find, you know, it, it's, it might feel difficult at first. So when you find your brain starting to go into that loop, the overthinking loop, you just tell yourself in that moment, talk to yourself kind and gentle, loving. No, we're not going there right now. I'm thinking about it at X amount of time. So that is the next one is you have to set a time of day. And when you set the time of day, then that time that you set, you have to set a time limit. You can't, you know, if that, if you haven't set a time limit, once you start, so let's say I say I'm going to um, pick at one o'clock. If you don't say a specific time limit, one to two, what's going to happen is once you start, your brain's going to go into that loop and start, like, start going over and over and over again. And you will get into spending hours and hours and hours going over that thought, that problem. So you really need to, Set that time limit. And then at the end, like set a timer. And at the end of, if it's 10 minutes, 15 minutes, one hour, I don't care what you start with, but set a timer. And when the timer goes off, you tell yourself, stop. And then you go back to doing what you're doing or you focus your attention elsewhere. So as you're going through your day, if you're finding those ruminating thoughts come up, I want you to stop and I want you to write them down. That's step number three. We have to get them out of our head. When they're stuck in our head, that's when they loop over and over again. We can't see them. They just keep going. They're all muddled together. But what we need to do is we need to write them down so that then when we stop at that time, we have them to look at, to, like, to pay attention to what can we do with that. So it's so, so important. And what I suggest is, not writing it on um, your phone, pen and paper. That is the most effective way that I found. So step number four, um, do something else. So once you've written the repetitive thoughts down, then you go to find work on doing something else. So you've got the thought, you write it down for the time the, that you've set. Then in that moment, if that thought comes up and you've written it down, then you find a distraction. And why a distraction is important is because it can break that thought loop. It's, it's you putting your, your attention on something better, something that, and it has to be something that will have you feeling better. Because remember, that thought is really generating a negative feeling and that negative emotion. So we want to feel just a little bit better. Some of the things that you might consider is taking a walk, putting on music and singing and dancing, call a friend and talk about something else, writing out your 24-hour plan, the plan, the food plan that's realistic of what you can commit to eating for that day. Then at that set time, you pull your list out all those thoughts that you've written out, and you also take a look at, okay, what other thoughts are there? So the thoughts written down, the thoughts that are still in your head, and you ask yourself, really get curious, be so curious, be a scientist, asking yourself, is this really true? Like just really sit, 
sit with it, allow it, because we get caught in our head. And when we're caught in our head, we can't see another way. So I want you to really, really stop and pause and actually breathe. Because one of the biggest things is when we are all caught in negative emotions, we don't think. I don't know if you've noticed, I, I, this is what I learned, is when we're tight, when things feel difficult, we're, cut, we're stuck in our upper breathing. We're stuck breathing up, upper chest. We're not breathing from our bellies. So then actually our brains are not getting the full level of oxygen that it needs to help us find those solutions. So asking yourself, is this true? Like just really going into it. And then another question, what else could I think? This question is so important because it is having you, it's allowing you to see a different perspective because there are always different perspectives. As I've taught from my previous episodes, those thoughts are just thoughts and you can choose to think anything you want. So there are different thoughts, a different perspective, and we have to start really getting aware of what else could I think? You know, it will allow you to really realize that that, you know, that repetitive thought, that that thought that's going on, you know, does it really make sense? Is it really helpful? That is how you then can start rewriting that story that's going on in your head, telling yourself what else you could be really focusing on. One of the other things that really has come up with my clients and that I really struggle with is sometimes our thoughts are caused from the expectations we have for somebody else. I know for me, you know, when it came to my husband and when I got into those those ruminating thoughts, they came from the expectation I had on him. He should be doing this. He shouldn't be doing that. Why did you know he shouldn't say this? Those were my expectations and expectations are only manuals. Like we have a a manual for a fridge. You know, this is a manual. If it's not working, this is what you do. Uh, You know, this is how it should run. Those are our manuals for somebody else. But guess what? We have our own manual. They have their own manual. And it is when our manual, our expectations are meant that we get into that, that thoughts that thought spiral. So it's really starting to ask yourself, am I expecting something from somebody else that's not getting met? I can't control somebody else, but I sure can control what I'm thinking. So then you start thinking, what else can I think about this? The last step is take action or let it go. So if there's steps, so once you've sat down, you've looked at that, Um, everything, it's really about, are there steps that you can take? Like writing them all on paper, being very, very, very specific on what you have control over, what you can do. And then it's starting small. Pick one small thing, one small step you can take. And that's how you shift things. The other thing is, when I said, let it go. Sometimes we just have to let it go by just really 
all about our thoughts, redirecting your brain to another thought. So when it comes up, really reminding yourself, it's okay. I have this thought. It's having me not feel that great, but it's okay. And what else can I think that has me feeling just a little bit better? That's how you let it go. You can't just stop thinking it. Stop thinking is just, it's not realistic. It's there. So allowing yourself to think it, and then what else will have me feeling just a little bit better? So the last part to remember is that rumination is just part of human nature. It's part of our brains. Our brain's job is designed to keep us safe and alive. And so in the caveman days, you know, it was all about being aware of threats. Well, nowadays, we don't have the threats like we had before. But what we actually think of as threats in the unconscious brain is those negative feelings. It is those feelings that we have, we feel that are a threat to us. So instead of really, you know, beating yourself up, going, you know, I'm only, I'm human. It's okay. And then instead of focusing on, okay, you know, got to stop this. No. It's really not about the all or nothing. You're ruminating or you're not ruminating. It's about, I've got this. It's okay. And focusing on working on decreasing it. And, you know, you might, and I guarantee you, you will get to a point where it doesn't affect you anymore. It will come up. And this is where I'm at. It will come up and I catch myself. And I'm kind and loving and compassionate to myself. And then I tell myself, it's okay. It's time to let it go, put it on the shelf. What else can I think? So I hope this is helpful for you. If it is, and you are, you know, gained a lot of value from it, share it with somebody that you know might just be going through this. Because for me, I thought I was the only one going through this. I thought there was something wrong with me. I, I you know, I didn't even realize that this is something that happens to so many of us. And this was something that stopped me in my tracks from losing weight for over 30 years was I, my, a lot of my ruminating thoughts were, you know, about myself, about saying the wrong thing, or I should have said that. And my brain just was consumed with all of that, that there was no way that I could stick to my diet or stick to the food plan now because I don't diet and I let go of dieting so I could lose that weight. So also, if you want to have help on ending that stress and busyness in your life, you can head on over to karenshabel.com and I have a video and a worksheet to help you get started. So have an amazing day. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Weight Loss for Nurses podcast, where my goal is to help you end the BS cycle so you can start enjoying your job and your life and lose weight for good. To learn more about working closely with me, please visit me at karenshable.com and I'll see you next week.